Welcome, this is Eric Flattiger. I am your co-host with the Just a Couple Dudes podcast, and with me is... Frank Lewandowski III. So, Frank, Anthony, and I got to talk with a really cool guy who I found on Instagram. If you look up Carolina Blue Cigars on Instagram, he's also on Facebook and Twitter. And we had a really interesting conversation on this episode about cigars. What else can we know about him, Frank? Well, first, he's a fairly new business owner that started in 2016. Very humble guy with... Uh, he's also a fellow veteran as well, which is what caught my eye, but 30 plus years in the military and he's been booming with no current products in Arizona, but we're trying to get him outreach out here post coronavirus. Yeah, they produce over 2000 hand rolled cigars a week. I believe that's right, right? Yes, and he has an extensive history with the nicotine industry and tobacco that he started a long time ago. Yeah, so um, I just think this is a really cool episode for you guys to check out. If you ever wondered about cigars, you want to hear about what goes good with a cigar, coffee, bourbon, that whole crafty kind of world, this is a really cool episode. And he's just an awesome guy. He's just one of the dudes, right? He's just a couple dudes. Just a couple dudes. We love it. Yep, we love it. Stay tuned and let us know what you think. And this is Frank the Tank, Frank Lewandowski the Third, the man, the machine, the myth. <laughs> the legend. Just the third wheel, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, all, it's always one of those. <laughs> right. Awesome, man. What are you up to right now? Man, I'm getting ready to get my afternoon, my evening, long ass day smoke on, drink some coffee, then I'm going to get a little bit. It's my pregame, so to speak, and then I'm going to drink a little something and smoke again. So that is oh, my, I got you. What are you smoking? Evening, well, some of my own hidden blends that I have here. So That's pretty badass. Out. So how did you even get into that? A lot of things in life were uh, uh, found out by mistake. <laughs> So it was actually, a, it was actually, well, I used to work in tobacco, this story. I, I, when I, I'm a native New Yorker. I have family in the Carolinas as well. Summers, I would go and uh, work in the tobacco fields in, in North Carolina. And as a teenager, I worked there too. So later, I'm, I'm, just, I'm like going to skip like years later. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> about three years after, before I retired, I was actually in DR because I have family in the Dominican Republic as well. One of my relatives actually uh, uh, approached me for to do cigars there, and then and, and that's where it all started. This was, this was probably so. You actually went there. down to the DR then, or no? Yeah, I was, I was playing. No, I was playing golf. I was just visiting family and stuff, and I was there actually playing in, in a, on a golf course, and then uh, that's how it started. Uncle actually invited invited or introduced me to the back into the whole cigar game you know because north carolina is mostly chewing tobacco and cigarettes absolutely so, so. i lived in i lived in arkansas for 10 years so i totally okay. get that like i know how the south is no years later something i was wasn't thinking about doing because i was military i was in the military at the time yeah i appreciate your service by the way oh thank you 30 years military i was getting ready to retire i was thinking about doing something in the business not in tobacco per se i was gonna because I was really heavy into golf, pretty good, actually. I was like almost scratch handicap. I said, you know, I should go hmm. and learn how to just be an instructor. You know, so I was like going to get my, I was getting ready to line myself to get my certification and retire and play golf all damn day. That was, that was the, that was the dream. That, yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> and what, what happened to the dream? So, so what happened, this is how the dream kind of collaborated with each other. Then when I went to DR and they said, hey, I see you play a lot of golf and you win a lot. So how about, you know, how many people smoke cigars and, you know, play golf? And I'm like, man, at least two people per foursome. 
you know, so you're looking at a lot of people for a total day or just out in general. It's like, wow. So let's, you know, let me link you up with some people that I know and, you know, maybe we can get your own brand. So I'm like, eh, I don't feel like doing that shit because I'm not a salesman. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the dude that's going to sell you anybody. Oh, excuse my language. But, uh, oh, go for it, man. Uh, dude, you okay, can talk okay. however you want to talk on this podcast. <laughs> this Our podcast, this is your episode. Okay, this for sure. As time, you know, as time went on, I'm like, all right, I got a bunch of you know, cigars. Like, okay, so before I leave, just give me a bunch of what you're talking about. Because at the time I smoked, you know, while deployed and, you know, dibble and dabble, but not as seriously as I am now coming back into the game a little bit because of while I was in the military, of course, the, you know, it's more like fitness and all that. So I, I wasn't really trying to smoke anything. So once I, but I knew a lot of people who did smoke because of golf. So I'm like, all right, try these, you know, and I would say, just tell me if they're bad or whatever. I just want to know because I have been out the game for a while. They're like, no. So everybody's like, wow, where did you get these from? These are like really good. Are these, these are like real expensive. I'm like, man, stop playing like for real. So I'm like, all right, if you say so. So you know, oh, people nice. don't hurt you. right? people don't want to hurt your feelings. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take them to some shop owners that I know. And I'm going to give them to some random shop owners that I know, like people that I didn't even associate with. So I just gave them like, hey, just tell me, call me and tell me how they are. He's like, everybody said, wow, these are really good. You should try to get them out. I'm like, eh. Another six months of actually going through the whole marketing process of just handing out samples and get feedback. Everything was the same. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll do it. February 1st, the day I will, February 1st, 2017, the day I retired from the military, was like the next couple of days was our first event with the Carolina Panthers, which is uh, it's odd. It's odd circumstances. Carolina Blue Cigars. Yeah, right. <laughs> so oh, I yeah, kind of exactly. lined up. So oh, yeah. And up. I'm a big believer in signs, too. So I'm like, oh, dude, I'm loving where this story is going. It's, it was crazy. So I'm like, so I called them. They called me like, I'm like, where did you get my information from? Like, we just came out. Oh, we saw you on, you know, Instagram and Facebook and, you know, your colors and, you know, you in the Carolinas and you're local. So originally, you know, you have to do, it was like a big, a big uh, golf tournament with Thomas Davis. He does a big uh, charity golf event here in Charlotte. And like all the Panthers out there, Steve Smith, you know, just everybody was out there that day. Bear, just everybody. I mean, you name it. Everybody was there. Real quick, Chris, uh-huh. didn't Thomas Davis, uh, he won an award for being like the most charitable NFL player one yes. of the years, right? Yeah, that was the actual year he won it that we did his event. You're exactly right. That's oh, shit, man. That's awesome. Yep. We did his event. It's like, hey, we'll do it for free. They're like, you do it for free? I'm like, hell yeah. Nice. Your little, your little $300 you're asking is not going to do anything compared to the marketing that you're going to give me with all these people there. Oh, absolutely. Big time. Yeah, it's all about the people. Yeah, the networking. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. I said, like, for real? I'm like, yeah, trust me. I'll do it for fucking free. They're like, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I did it. I mean, we put on, like, you know, we gave everybody, like, three samples and all that stuff. And everybody just came, you know, when they first got there, you get the, like, the bag and stuff. Like, at the golf tournaments, they give you, like, a gift bag or whatever. So everybody, so I'm like, okay, everybody's going, let's set up at the back, at the back nine. So when they come around, if they want more, we just sell them. So, Perfect. so everybody yes. came around and then they started like, yeah, I want some more. So we started selling them and then we gave away some at a, like an auction. There, our shit just blew up. It just went crazy. Like so crazy that it was out of control crazy. Like because- You couldn't keep up with it. 
Exactly. So I couldn't, I want to say I couldn't, but the demand was so crazy that I, I wasn't predicting, you know, I was predicting a nice slow walk, you know, we'll get in one or two stores and we'll promote it and, you know, just try to be realistic. <laughs> yeah. You know? You're not, you're not embracing yeah. that huge, you know, overwhelming yeah. amount of people. Correct. And the phone was just like, Hey, we want to do some of the stuff was crazy. Like some of it was like, no, I'm not gonna do your fucking birthday party in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that's perfect. You know, stuff like that. You know, because I'm like, why would we do that? You know, like let's act like we're we've been here for a while, and you know, we've yeah, been exactly. here at that point. Dude, yeah, it's that so confidence that does that. People can smell right. the desperation. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. dude. Oh yeah, they can smell it on you. So yeah, good yeah. job, dude. I love this. Yeah, so they, you know, it was, I was just, so we did like a couple of things, which I kind of, re- I don't want to say I regret, but I was like, I'll never fucking do that again. Um, you know, we did some fairs, which was crazy. You yeah. Know, out, you know, that was like bullshit. I'm like, can we smoke? Or like we, one, one event I did was for, I mean, shouldn't say this, but I'm saying it anyway, fuck it. Um, I did like a bridal thing. Like, they're like, <laughs> yeah, you can come and, you know, you can have a man's smoke room. I'm like, no. Oh. Work. That's actually not too bad. You know, you, I wish you could have seen us, man. When you said, I probably shouldn't say this. When you said, we probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say this. We all leaned in. We were like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah that, that's cool. Yeah, bridal showers yeah. would suck. If, you know, the dude's got to be able to hang out somewhere. So, yeah, that's that's pretty sick. But it but it fucking sucked because I'm like, well, where are they going to smoke? Oh, they have to Oh, shit, like, yeah. Well, because we were like in, inside of a, like a strip mall thing, but it was a nice, it was nice. I'm like, where are they going to smoke? So in my oh, mind. Oh, yeah, like, I guess I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's like, so you had me come all the fucking way over here. You know? So I wound up selling, you know, like one or two cigars. But they liked my hospitality. So I'm like, all right, nah, don't fight me back again. But, you know, stuff like that. And, and I get calls like, hey, we're having this mansion party. You want to set up cigars? No. You know? Yeah, yeah no. no. You're you like, know, I'm bigger than that. Like that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Shit. Well, so, you can only put your energy into so many different things, and you don't want to just be so bogged down with bridal sh- right. showers and mansion parties. Right. You know what I mean? Right, and all this private stuff. But and in a sense, this is what we did. We did is since it was growing so much, we did like um, Steve Smith's. Um, he did. A, he does a, a, a charity event too in Charlotte. We did two of his. We did Muggsy Boobs, is a private um, organization part of charity as well. You know, we wow. had we, I'll do stuff like that because of the audience, and we like had all the like restaurant owners and and you know uh, newspapers, the news stations, so they would come and say, "Hey, I want to promote your brand," and blah blah blah, whatever it was. I'm like, sure. So I'm get I'm I'd rather be there with people who can actually say, "Hey, we got a local you know cigar brand in Charlotte. Y'all should check it out." Other than the chick, the dude that just bought ten thousand dollars wedding shit, he's not thinking about no cigar. You know, no, exactly. And I think what you're doing is you're building a real good network around your brand. You know what I mean? I think that's really important. Correct. So then we you know the word traveled and we got into Casi del Monte Cristo, which is I'm sure you got one or two out. Where where you guys at? I forgot where you guys were going. We're in uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, that's right. Why can I forget that? Phoenix, yeah, Arizona. a golf yeah. metropolis, man. So you yes, talk about yes. cigars and right. things like that. This might yes. be your next market. Yeah, you're right. So we wind up getting in Casa del Monte Cristo, the regional store, which is just North Carolina for the three big stores they have here because of the word that like everybody kept running to their stores and saying, hey, you got this Carolina Blue cigar? 
Carolina Blue Cigar? And I'm like, and I kept saying no. So they reached out finally, like, hey, why we don't have your cigar in the store? I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you? So <laughs> Yes, there you go. <laughs> so and then we finally got in there. And then that's when I realized this shit is huge because they have like about 30 stores around the United States. And they're like the huge, they were like one of the largest retailers of cigars other than Cigar International. So once we got into that store, I'm like, uh. so again, I'm, I'm just going forward again. Um, I kind of pulled the reins back because it was getting, the demand was getting so crazy. And I'm like, I have to find another factory, you know, because that factory that we had was exclusively Carolina Blue Cigars. That's all they made. But the resources weren't like where we wanted it or where I wanted it. So I'm like, I got to do something else. So I risked, I took a risk and I pulled back everything. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm coming out and I'm going to relaunch. One thing I had to do to relaunch was my first, my first cigars had the words Carolina Blue Cigars on the cigar. So uh-huh. everywhere I used to go, like, this is that damn Tar Heel cigar, or this is that damn Panther cigar, even like right into South Carolina. And I go to Texas, and like, we don't like the Panthers here, or we don't like the Carolina, whatever it was. So I used to get that when you like put a state or something on there, it, it, it uh, regionalized you. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah, I can see that totally. Yeah, so I'm like, huh. So that was one reason I had to pull back. I said, if I'm ever going to expand like across the United States, and the crazy part is, I had an international account. Cause they didn't give a shit what's on the band. They just want to know if the cigar is good. So, but my neighbors across the road, like South Carolina was like, oh, I don't know if these are going to sell, you know, I don't know if these are going to sell or not. So you may have to, do you got a red band one? I'm like, no, I don't have a fucking red band one, you know, just for South Carolina. They're more of a, uh, a cardinal color or something like that or maroonish looking color. So I'm like, damn, now I have to get, cigar bands for all of you goddamn people here. So that was in my mind. So I was like, fuck it. So we pulled back the rings and I'm <laughs> like, uh, and I changed the whole logo and I just have CBC, which is Carolina Blue Cigars, but the bottom C looks like an ashtray. I don't know. Ooh. If you see my logo. So, yeah, I like um, that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I think the word blue, like Carolina blue, when I found you on Instagram, I, you know, I didn't even really think of the Panthers and stuff like that, even though that is a good marketing ploy. But when I hear blue, I just thought of like blues. I thought cigars, music, blues, rhythm. You know, I don't know. That's what came to mind for me. And I just love the name you picked. But this, this, the, the, the name behind the brand wasn't even about even the Panthers or even the Tar Heels. The, the oh, name, yeah, yeah. The preference behind the brand was uh, working in, in all the tobacco fields. Like, you know, and, and, and North Carolina is, is known or just in general. They always say, oh, how blue the skies are. So the, the motto was smoking the Carolina blue on the Carolina blue skies all over the world. So everywhere you look, even in Arizona on a, on a nice day, the skies are blue. You go to the yep. Republic, the skies are blue. So that's, that's the whole name of how it came. To yeah. Be. Like the thought, the idea of it. Oh yeah, yeah, man. So if I could ask you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of goes into your process at least of making these cigars? How did you kind of pick, what went into it are, are for me, like, I don't know, I'm a novice with cigars. So what, what is the process of making them and how you kind of go out and see what would be good for a cigar? Well, the, the thing was, of course, in any kind of, I'm going to say pretty much anything is you have levels of, like you just said, you're a beginner. Like craftsmanship. Uh, it's, it's, of course, it's all about 
the thing about cigars is like shoes. There's so fucking many of them. You know, there's tons of cigars, but and some are some are not as good as others, depending on how you you know, you know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it as bourbon. You, you, you drink bourbon? Yep. You, you drink you drink bourbon? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's 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 do it as drinking bourbon. There's all kinds of different bourbon. So and depending on your palate is what you particularly will go to all the time. The same with cigars. So there's pretty much three different um, profiles of cigars, which is mild, medium, and and full. So the preference of what we had to do is we wanted to have three cigars or three profiles for everybody, meaning the Connecticut, is, which is usually a lighter shade, is very uh, mild. And someone like you would probably start to understand how, you know, how to deal with the, the cigar in general, how, you know, how you smoke it and, you know, whatnot. Then you have the medium one, which is the most popular one in between all of them was medium and um, full, which is very strong. Um, those are the two that you have. So what I, what I did is like, we need three cigars that can pretty much anybody can smoke. Like a mm-hmm. beginner one could smoke the what you will call the Connecticut, which it is Connecticut and Habano, because of its medium to mild flavor profile. Not very strong, but a lot of flavor. So the thing about yeah, I was gonna say um, that's where I normally go is between the mild and medium, like right there mm-hmm. in the middle when I smoke. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a big cigar guy. I I, I probably smoke like maybe ten cigars a year. You know, so I'm not okay. like huge into it, but you know, I, I'm a, I've, I've definitely been exposed, but I know right. that's my sweet spot where I'm like, if I have like a mild to medium somewhere in there, uh, I can have one and then have another one right afterwards. It's not like right. where I'm like, oh, I'm done with this, you know? Correct. And and that's, and there you go. You, you actually said something else is where if you get a cigar that really doesn't suit you, you're not going to want to smoke another one. Yeah, exactly. Because, because your palate it's going to be tired. It's like, oh, please don't do that to me again. So that was the whole premise. Like, if I'm going to do this, I want people to continue to, like, you know, I'm not saying, like, okay, everybody buy 10 boxes of Carolina Blue. But if you smoke one Carolina Blue, I want you to be able to pick up either mine or someone else's and don't have a problem with smoking it. Uh, you know, yeah. to be a Nicaraguan. And that's the whole thing, how we went behind it. Since we're boutique, I took the uh, – the, the the idea of uh, like tailor-made suits, you know, you want something that nobody else has, you know, even though people make complex cigars and all that, we, we try to do something very complex where when you smoke our cigars, you usually get two cigars in one, which we call a lot of transition, usually with the big guys like Padron, LFD, Davidoff, I can go on and on and on, you usually get one flavor from the front to the back, or which we call from the foot to the shoulder, however you want to call it. Um, and what I try dude, I to love do is this. Yeah, up. that transition, yeah. dude. I like it. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing we want to do, and that's what boutiques do. Um, we give you something that the big guys, not saying they can't, but they're more into volume than they're more into not at all saying they don't have good quality. But we are into more quality because we have less sticks, and we can change the profile at any time. And because the big guys buy millions, you know, they buy like containers full of tobacco and we don't. So we have that option of changing our blends at any time. 
Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of just like, you could have like a macro brew or you could have mm-hmm. a, you know, like a, a local brewery here in your town or whatever. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was, that was going to be my next little uh, example. Exactly right. Where the Budweiser people can't change it up and give you um, a Johnny Apple's with no beer or whatever, they have to stick with the same, you know, same thing. And, but the brewery can just make anything they want next week, you know, like, Oh, let's try this out. And it'd be added to the stock after they, you know, submit all their documents. But uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how the boutique thing is. We're the microbreweries of the cigar industry. And Chris, take it, can we take a step back even before that? Like, how okay. do you, how can you sell someone? What does a cigar bring to you? What does it bring to others? Cigars. Like someone- cigar is uh, like, a, when people think of cigars, they think of back in the day, the boardroom, you know, making a business deal, the golf course, you know, it was a very close, a closed taboo type thing. You know, the, the, you didn't even realize a cigar lounge was there because it was dark. You know, I'm talking back in the day. And, you know, mm-hmm. I would share one with my buddy that got married. You know, this is a Cuban I got from Castro himself. You know, that bullshit. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but now the cigar is more like, it is, it, it, it is totally different than a cigarette. It's probably on the same level as a pipe. Because uh, the cigar is more like a conversational relaxation piece. When you smoke a cigar, you have you you can't like rush and do what you're doing because your average cigar should take you an hour to smoke it. Where and it gives you relaxation. It calms the senses. The cigar would you know and it and it plays with your palate like wine, like bourbon, like all the things, all the mm-hmm. notes that that bourbon would give you. A cigar would give it to you in a in a sense of tobacco. Nice. So, do you what do you like to pair with uh, your cigars? Well, I like my my two things that I like since my cigars go well. I, I really like um, Dominican rum, which is one thing that I like to, to do with the other thing. When I'm not drinking rum, I'm drinking some bourbon, and I like it with uh, Eagles Rare. I like mine's with uh, some uh, Uncle Nedder's Uncle Nier, excuse me. Um, Four Roses. Yeah. Uh, those are some of the things that I can pair with. Because every bourbon doesn't fit with every cigar. So you really have to, like, oh, this is really good with this. You know, or even like some some mixed drinks like a... Um, uh, like an old-fashioned or something? Old-fashioned, oh, yes. Old-fashioned yeah. old, old is perfect. That was, I, was, I was thinking of that one, too. Those yeah. are great, but it depends on which kind of bourbon you put in there. You just can't put the average bourbon. You have to get it right. You know, something really good that has a lot of – it all depends on what you're going to. Are you going to comparison or are you going to contra, uh, contrast? Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, if you want a lot of sweet stuff, then you have to, you know, have the right cigar yeah, man, you're totally speaking my language. So I just moved back to Phoenix and I was in Arkansas for 10 years. And like the Ooh. last two weeks before I left was me and the boys, we'd get together and there was this new cigar lounge that opened up. And dude, when you talked about like, it, you just, you chill, you relax, right. you right. know, it, it just puts you in the mood. And, uh, right. you know, you're talking bourbon too. And uh, yeah, I remember my buddy was like, yeah, man, dude, he's like, I, last week I had a, a Blanton's with this cigar, dude. He's like, you got to have it. You got to try it. And right. dude, it just, oh, it felt so good. It was just like, dude, I am so content right now. Yeah, and it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a great 
you know, it's a conversation. Like, if I would have never met you, we could have been in the lounge somewhere and, like, we could sit down and, like, hey, what you doing? What you doing? You know, and I tell you, like, oh, and then conversation just happens, whether regardless of what it is. It could be sports. It could be, like, you know, relationships. It could be anything. You know, it doesn't matter who's in there. The leaf brought us all together. And we don't have to worry about Ooh. our differences, you know what I'm saying, our differences of how we feel because we're like, hey, we're just having a conversation. And it's well, not dude, like, you know. You know yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly what Just a Couple Dudes is going for. It's like, man, there's there's experts in the field. There's these people that are do amazing, amazing things, but they, they're just regular old people. You know, they're just a couple yes. dudes, you know? Yes. And so, like, yeah, and when we saw your profile, we were like, oh, yeah, we can tell this, this is a chill dude. So yeah, this is perfect, yeah. man. I'm excited, man. This is, this is right where I wanted it. Yeah, because I've met so many. I've met judges, like governors, and, like, all kinds of people just come in and sit down, like, yo, that's the bear. Like the mayor, what? Mr. Mayor, where am I at? Like, okay. So it's, it, you know, it doesn't matter who walks in. Like in Charlotte, there's a lot of athletes in the area. So LeBron James walked into a lounge, a local lounge. You know, uh, and a whole lot of Panthers walk into the lounge and they just have, you know, have a cigar. And um, it just, it just, this leaf brings it, you know, close the circle, you know, to everybody. So that's, that's the only thing we have in common. You know, you, it's like you bought your fifteen dollars cigar, and you were one million. I bought my fifteen cigar. I'm worth ten dollars, but we all at the same level. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what's and that's what we love about the podcast too is because we try to bring that same forum. So we actually just got done talking to a a mayor yesterday of of a city right. around here, and uh, before that we were talking to a. Uh, an NFL quarterback. He's the second string quarterback of the New York Jets. And so like we're just talking to all these people, but we're just a couple dudes. We're just talking. And I think yeah. that's what's amazing about the lounge that you've been able to create. But you did right. mention something that I thought was uh interesting. You said, you know, they bring their fifteen dollar cigar, you bring a fifteen dollar cigar. I was actually doing trying to do some research looking at cigars yesterday online. And right. I was like, man, I'm looking at these cigars. I'm like, I don't know, is this a good cigar? What's the average price of a good one? Some of the ones I was looking at were like 30 bucks. I thought, is that cheap? Is that expensive? I don't really know. The average price of me, particularly, I wouldn't, even though I make them, I wouldn't, I sell my cigars about eight bucks. The most, my my most expensive cigar is probably going to be like 12 to $15, depending on where it is. Like Los Angeles, California area is more expensive. New York is more expensive. So, and that's only expensive because of, I can only produce so many at a certain part of the year, so it's my limited edition. So, you, of course, you pay more for exclusive cigars. But the average cigar is like 8 to $11. That's yeah, across I, was, the board. I normally chill in like the $10 range. That's usually yeah. where I would hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and depending on the size, for the most part, is usually how much more you're going to pay. So mm. for, for your – as you being a novice, and I would tell anybody, if you really want to smoke, if you really want to get the the true essence of what a cigar is going to do, get a smaller size, meaning get like a a 50, 50 gauge or a Corona, which is like a 46 or 48. And because of the smaller the cigar, you're getting more of the filler of what it's going to taste like. Okay. So, so is that about five inches? 
Um, no, that's oh, the length. You want the gauge as far as the width of it. Is yeah, yeah okay. okay. Di- oh, that makes sense. Oh yeah. my god, you talking about a novice? Yeah. I was thinking forty six. <laughs> I'm sorry to think of bullets, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> he starts thinking about the length of the cigar, and that is the right. really no right. point of that. That cracked me up. That's awesome. That, this is perfect, but this is where a lot of our listeners are at, you know. So that's why we really wanted to do this episode. Yeah. You're breaking the seal for us, brother. Yeah. Well, well, I was gonna that's say some up. of the cigars I was looking up yesterday. They were, I saw ones that were like five inches, five and a half. Some were like seven, and I was like, right. some big ass cigars. Yeah. yeah, most of them. The common length is five and a half, five and a half inches long. Um, and depending on the the actual diameter of it, some of them have to be longer. Like um, we have the Churchills, which are naturally made long. They're like seven and a half inches. Um, you have some other ones, but for the most part, they're from five, between five and six inches in length. But the smaller ones are five, between like five and four inches long. So you're getting a really quick hit of the cigar, which what it's doing. So if you can, I was about to say we're still talking cigars now, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are talking cigars. I so, no, I know you are. <laughs> so the, and the, and like your most common one on your toros, which are between like a fifty-four ring and a fifty-six. The bigger ones are like your fifty-eight to sixty. Some get up a little bigger than that to seventy. Those are like huge. But me as a dude, I'm not putting nothing in my mouth, like 70 freaking inches, 70, a 70 diameter in my mouth. That's like putting, almost like putting your damn fist in your mouth, almost. If you think yeah. about so, <laughs> that's insane. That's yeah, what Michael Jordan's like, smoking. Yeah, yeah that, that's like with uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He smokes huge ones. Mike Dicker, huge Sly. cigars all the time. <laughs> yeah, they always, they always smoke them big, gigantic cigars. So a beginner, I would say, hey, go with a Toro, you know, maybe a Robusto, which is your 54, 56, depending on how much, you know, what the diameter is. But I would say if you're just beginning, try something uh, smaller, which is uh, either a Corona, a Toro between 48 to 52. And you will actually taste more of what the cigar is trying to do. And it's not just because... The, the wider it is, the less the wrapper. The smaller it is, the, the more the wrapper. You know, they might wrap it twice with a, a smaller gauge. They might wrap it once with a larger gauge. So it, it's just, it, for some reason, it just works. You would think in your mind, like, if it's bigger, I can taste more. But it's hard to put so much tobacco in there to make all of the uh, caramelization process work when it's actually smoking. So. I like that. I didn't. I didn't even realize that. And then, plus, uh, on top of that, you know, if it's a smaller cigar, it gives you a chance to like compare it to something else and try another cigar. You know, that size. Correct. You don't. You don't, you don't right. feel smoked out. You know. Right, and and it won't last as long. So smaller ones usually last about forty-five minutes to almost an hour. Uh, a Toro to Robusto size, you're gonna have to smoke that one, depending on the ring size, about an hour. 15 to an hour and a half to two hours, depending on how fast you smoke. And the thing about it is, I tell people all the time, don't rush it. Let it, let, you know, some people just puff, puff, puff and pass like they're smoking weed, but it's not, you don't smoke it that fast. You have to let it cool off. So every 30 seconds to 45 seconds, have a nice little conversation now when you, when you break on it, take a puff. And that's, it's a very slow, it's the way you drink bourbon. You don't drink it like soda. You just let it sit, sip it, 
let it sit down, let it marinate with the ice if you take it ice or you just, you know, a little bit of water, however you do it. And you just take it, take it slow. You know, for the most part, a glass of bourbon will last you a good 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Or more, you know, depending on how the conversation is going. But that's how it is, you know. As 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 long as your coffee, put it this way, as long as you drink coffee with it, because that's a natural pairing with a cigar is coffee. So as mm-hmm. long as you can drink your coffee, it should be as long as you are drinking as smoking a cigar. If you run out of coffee, get some more coffee and you should end them together. It should end Ooh. together. Yeah. And Chris, wh- when in your life did you start smoking cigars or what, what prompted you to be, I don't know, uh, an enthusiast? Well, I smoked cigars because I worked in the back. So of course, we know the story about that. But I actually started when I went in the military. I actually grabbed to the night I went. I can still remember this like it was yesterday. Uh, I went to the grocery store before I shipped out. And I said, oh, I'm going to go sell it. I'm going to do something. On my own because I did it because nobody knew I was in the military. My mom, I just went and joined, and nobody knew. Um, it was my uh, freshman year at the end of my freshman year of college. I'm like, fuck it, I'm out of here. So I wasn't, you know, college or whatever. I wasn't ready for it. So I joined the military and I went to the grocery store at the time because I didn't, I didn't know the, the nuances of what cigars. And I grabbed two. I said, I'm gonna smoke this one on the way in, and I'm gonna smoke this one on the way out. Not knowing at the time that the shit had to be in the humidor. So I smoked the one when I went in. The first one the night before I got on the bus to, to uh, go to, to basic. And I was like, wow, the shit had me kind of hooked. Like, it almost felt like nicotine. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, it was almost like a cigarette. So I knew it was like, man, I didn't know at the time that it was kind of man-made. So I... So as the years go go on, I would smoke one or two here or there, smoke a couple there. And then until I got deployed, is this when I smoked more because we would get around in a group and we would smoke. And the last, about the last couple of months on my second deployment, you know, we kind of thought we were smoking Cubans because we had, we had gotten uh, like a box from, as we call it, the Haji shop. That's what we call it. That's what we call, you know, like a little general store in the middle of the fucking desert. So uh, we got Haji some Cubans. Yeah, we call it the Haji shop. Everybody called the Haji shop. That's so beautiful. we went there and got some uh, some Cubans that we thought were fucking Cubans at the time. Now that I'm in the business, I'm like, them shits were probably. Crazy. Yeah, dude, if you're going to a Haji shop, you know you're not getting fucking Cubans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, so we you were young and in the middle. Like, you were probably yeah, still we didn't young. Know. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know. I mean, we out there like, yeah, yeah, these Cubans. And they always say, Medicaid or Medicaid, you buy anything. I'm the brother. That's what they say. So now I know why. And, you know, we didn't know any fucking better. We, you know, we've been out there so long, we'll buy any fucking thing. So, um, um, so as time was going on, then I realized after I went back and all this shit I was smoking, it wasn't like a what I, what we produce. So I realized now that I'm thinking about it, that first cigar I had was like pretty much I was smoking a fucking cigarette. I was smoking a, a high end black and mild. That's like what I was smoking. So, because it had a little tip, I didn't know the tips don't belong on the shit, you know. Uh, so I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I thought it was like, yeah, the tip's supposed to be on it to help with the filters and shit. So, because, you know, I, I didn't fucking know. So, I'm just out of high school. Yeah, I'm just out of high school about a year or so. You know, cigars wasn't the damn thing to do. So, 
then as I go on, you know, we graduate into these other cigars, you know, you smoke one and not realizing you're just with the fellas, not, you know, we rush in and we just out smoking and jiving, not, not taking in all the pleasures of what it gives you. So then as I start playing more golf and I start, you know, getting into a little more, I'm like, wow. So I knew I was missing some shit then. So then I'm like, wow, all this time I was smoking shit. You know what yeah. I'm can, can I ask you a quick question too? I know sure. I know we're talking yeah, the story, but uh, what is the draw for Cuban? Why does everyone talk about Cuban cigars? Like, why does that seem like it's like the creme de la creme? You know, it's like a Mercedes, in a sense, or a no, I shouldn't say Mercedes. What sets them apart? What the fuck sets anything apart from a fucking Ferrari other than it's fucking expensive? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the same kind of purpose. It's like oh. Right. You was it, was it a mystique because you couldn't have it since the 60s when we made it illegal to buy to import products from there? Wasn't that Correct. that it's like a prohibition, right? Alcohol became so much more uh, enticing, right? Because you thought yes. of a speakeasy. You know, that's what and, that's what the Cuban cigar is. And and don't get me wrong, the Cubans make great cigars, but like you said, all the things that they go through, they can't produce them in in that capacity like oh. countries like Okay. In, Dominican Republic, like in uh, Nicaragua, Honduras, Costa Rica, they do not have the technology to do it. You know, it's only a few mm. companies that can actually process them that way with the fermentation and, and the uh, harvesting of the tobacco. And when you get a, and you get a true Cuban, you can't smoke it for about six months. Oh, wow. Wait, what? Why? Because the shit is wet. Really? Damn. Yeah, it's still wet. And so you're not okay. getting a true like a Dominican cigar, like our cigars, we don't, we go through a fermentation process where all the, in other words, all the uh, chemicals within, I'm, I'm just talking dummy talk, within the tobacco, we flip it. Like whenever we see all the moisture on the top, we flip it, the, t- the tobacco over the bale to let all the moisture go to the bottom. So, and that is our fermentation process. So we do that about 11 to 13 times to get all of that, nasty um, nicotine out of the leaf, you know, the natural nicotine to give uh-huh. it more flavor and then it dries out. Oh, so, wow. And that brings all the nuances from the actual leaf out of it. And then, of course, it's, it's hung and dry before it does all that. So in, in uh, Cuba, they don't have that, that way of actually putting it somewhere in a warehouse letting it go through the whole process is very limited. There are some companies that can do it, but not as many as Dominican Republic and Nicaragua and Honduras and all these other countries because of their whole economic system is backdated. Oh, yeah. So is a lot of their costs literally just based off scarcity, basically, because there's not a lot. They can't produce as many Is a lot of that. I mean, like you said, they did build a name for themselves, but is that a lot to do with it too, just because they can't produce as much? That too, and all of the great rollers, blenders, whoever escaped the country and went to places like Honduras, Dominican Republic, you know, some Brazil, some down in Venezuela, wherever they went. And they migrated, some in the United States actually. And uh, they took all of those recipes with them, the seeds with them. So when you get the, the talk of, when, and if you read more, a lot of the cigar uh, tobacco is made of Cuban seeds. So you might grow a Cuban seed type tobacco in Dominican Republic, but because of the soil, 
and what was grown in in that on that in that farm. Yeah, that plot get, of land. Yeah, right. You'll get some nuances of whatever was grown there. Like you may get a fruity taste, you know, or you might get a sweet taste. You might get some cocoa, or you might get uh, whatever you know, whatever's there. So that's what you're getting out of the soil from that seed that was bought from Cuba. Because it just it's just like a, a evolution or rotation over and over and over. And that's what happens even in Nicaragua with the coffee that's made up there and, and all the other things that are made there. So every region has their own uh, profile. Like Nicaragua is, has very strong, uh, they like strong tobacco, strong cigars. Um, Dominican Republic, I call them the cousins of Cuba because theirs is very um, great aroma, great flavor. I'm not saying Nicaragua doesn't have the same thing. Um, Honduras the same way. All these regions have a different taste profile because of the soil and how they were, you know, the fermentation process, how, you know, how they were farmed and, and all that stuff that Cuba just can't do because of storms, the economy, you know, the government, stuff like that. So. Oh yeah, man. I'll tell you what, like it just, the more you talk about it and this is actually why we did. So today, the, the way we scheduled our episodes is right before you, right before you, we spoke with a wine sommelier and then we spoke, okay. speaking with you. And then later on today, we're speaking with a local brewery and like, dude, okay. I just love like today is just all, it's like a palate day. It's like just exposing mm -hmm. your palates to little different nuances and stuff. And, and dude, it, it's getting me way more excited about cigars. I actually brought a cigar with me, but I can't smoke okay. it just cause I'm inside. But uh, right, yeah, right, dude, right. I'm just letting you know, man, I'm going to be celebrating later today. This has been yeah. a fun and formative day because, and cigars too are cool because they're, they're masculine yet. They're, there's an art to it. There's a craft to it, you know? And, uh, and it's, it's fun, man. It, it's just so cool that uh, that became your passion. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of you know even when I started you know because I'm one to if I'm going to do it I'm going to do it 100. percent So this thing because it was outside of my norm, you know I'm not a salesman. You know this is something I had totally. I was like I'm not doing this shit. I got to deal with people all the time. It was I don't want to say it was thrown away, but I, the more I entrenched myself into the industry, the more I enjoyed it. You know it's like going into lounges, meeting people, and people say, where else can you sell stuff and drink and eat all day? You know what I'm saying? You know, how can you do this? Smoke, drink, and eat. So Yeah, it's, it's beautiful just, life. Yeah, you just expose yourself to all different types of people, you know, and the, and the stick brings the conversation equal. It makes us equal. You know, I'm coming to you as, as trying to give you my stick, but the thing about it is the owner may not like the stick, but he liked me. So he's like, well, you know, I kind of like you, so I'm going to put it in here. You know what I'm saying? So it brings you the stick, you know, opens doors, you know, or I wouldn't say anything. I could just mail it and say, hey, try my stick. You know, my stick's out. I should say stick. Uh, the cigars. I should say cigars <laughs> yeah. out. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, so I should say, you know, try my cigars. And the next thing you know is like, hey, I want to sell these. Or somebody may give them a cigar like, hey, I, I, I try these Carolina Blues. You should try them. Next thing you know, you get a phone call. So that ties us all together. Like my friend out in uh, San Diego, he heard about me. He said, hey, I've been following you guys for a couple of years, but I never had a chance to reach out. I'm like, ah, let me send you something to see if you like it. Because my first thing is don't try to promote me if you don't like my damn sticks. Yeah, so true, you right? You can't, you can't talk about, you know, even though somebody else may, but if you like them, it will be easy for you to sell for me. So he he's enjoying them, and he was a, a he loved Nicaraguan cigars, and mine's are from Dominican Republic. Two different profiles, 
but I brought him something different that he that he didn't really get out of other cigars that he smoked from Dominican Republic. So it's like, you know, you have um, bourbon from Kentucky and you have bourbon from Tennessee. And, you know, it's kind of two profiles. So, you know, that's how it was. So and, and that's that's the whole essence of the game. It's like a and like you were saying, a masculine thing. It's a lot of women that smoke cigars. I don't know if you know that, but it's a no, I don't know that. I didn't know that either. It's a lot of women that smoke cigars, and they're sexy as hell when they smoke. Oh, I bet they are. I'm trying to imagine what a sexy woman smoking a cigar, what that even looks like. You know, what is she wearing? Is is she wearing a red dress? You know, like what what is this style style woman? You know. But see, the thing about it is, those they aren't like that. They are just in. They just come in regular looking, like a beautiful woman. And they come in and smoke and sit down just like me and you and talk about it. But then yeah. there are some, there are some out there like all of the, the uh, so-called I'll say um, models of whatever the trade is um, <laughs> that come in and try to promote a cigar that way. Bikinis, you know, on the breasts, you know, a cigar on the ass here and there. You know, there, <laughs> you know, it's a, you know, the cigar oh, yeah, Instagram flu- influencers or whatever they're called. Yeah, if you want to call them those. Yeah, know? yeah. And and I totally get it because even when I do like some of my like we have a big golf tournament down here in South Carolina Hilton Head in October. And shit, I'm not stupid. I go try to f- try to find the finest chicks I can find, even if they don't fucking smoke. I know. Oh, yeah, dude, honey, sex sells, baby. Yeah, honey attract bees. I'm like, I had them. <laughs> I remember setting up the damn booth yes. and uh and i sat there for like 30 minutes just setting up the booth waiting for them to come not one person came over there uh, four of them showed up four of them showed up i sold about 500 dollars cigars in like 30 minutes oh shit <laughs> I, I, yeah because they was all like oh they just want conversation you know they oh, yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. Know. and some of them didn't even smoke they're like i'm gonna just come here just to talk to you and i'll buy one just because you talk to so I was selling cigars to people who wasn't fucking smoking at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna, they can't even like push your product because they yeah, don't smoke they can, it. They don't know. They don't smoke. They're like, I'm gonna just buy one because you spoke to me. And that's what it's all about. And the women that are the the true women that are in the game understands like, hey, it's all about this leaf. I can't just go like go to the bar like, hey, my name is such and such. Can I get a drink? And you're just talking about fucking nonsense and you're wasting my time for an hour. Because you, I don't understand what the fuck you're saying because you're not making sense. But yes. now, yes. you know, so now, you know, I got a cigar and we're both talking about something together. Like I'm having a fucking conversation with you. A meaningful conversation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other than get me to buy you another fucking drink or to get you to buy me another cigar. And it's not like that because when you figure the average person is not going to walk in there and spend a hundred dollars a pop every night on a cigar. And no, a- no. You know, you go to the bar, she looks good. She's going to get two, at least two or three drinks for free. You're not going to no. get that shit. Yeah. You're not going to get that shit in the cigar lounge. They're going to look at you like, what the fuck are you in here for? Like, yeah, yeah this is the wrong place for that. Right. So you got to come in there. And I'm not saying to be a cigar expert or anything like that, but understand, like, where we are. And that's even for a guy, too. It's like now I see a lot of young, younger guys smoking, and they have not a clue how to smoke it. They're smoking the shit like a cigarette. You can tell because half the shit is smoked up and the bottom is not. And, you know, it's, all, it's more about education because social media is, is giving a false uh, advertisement on what a particular culture is, whether it be like you're in the airplanes or, or whatever you may be into. 
you know, now the freaking social media can hook you up and drive you into that, that direction. Like I have a dog and I was looking for some shit for my dog. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing all these dog food commercials and shit fire up on my damn thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want this shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Know, like, why are all these dog advertisements coming on here? So, it, nice. and, and people go in that direction and they're overwhelmed. Like cigars are not anything to be overwhelmed about. Anybody in there can teach you about it. That's the, that's the essence of a cigar culture is because we want you to sit down and talk like, hey, tell me what you do. Because you never know. You might have something that I need or I might have something that you need. And without us having this discussion in a meaningful manner, I would never know that, hey, this dude actually builds his own decks. You, I would have never known walking down the street until you sat down in a lounge or this guy works on foreign cars or this guy makes websites or this guy has a connection to get, you know, contracts in the government. You know what I'm saying? It's just all kinds of people in there. This guy oh, is, you yeah. know, you know, it's just a big ramification. This guy runs his own TV studio or, or he is the executive over there in Netflix and he, and he approves all the people that gets, you know, podcasts, you know what I'm saying? No, so yeah, that. absolutely. So it, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's fun, the connections you get to make. That was one of my favorite parts. And like, that's why I hated it. It was just the last two weeks that I was able to enjoy that that cigar. Right. It really is like what you just described, a cigar boutique. And I was right. like, dude, I just like the vibe here. You know, everyone yeah. here is chill. You know, you could kind of tell if people just want to sit alone or if, they, if they're there, if they're open to a conversation. It's a really, really cool spot, man. I like that. I like that you're doing it. Right. And then it's, you know, if you want to go there just to work, you go in the corner, you be by yourself. Like you said, you can tell. Or you know, go watch a game. You don't have to hear the, you know, the kids or your spouse or your girlfriend yelling in the background and like shut the fuck up. I want to smoke. You know, you don't have to do that and just go and like, hey, I'll be back in three hours. Do your business. Come back. Now, Chris, we're it. we're out in Phoenix, like I said. So where can we where can we get your cigars at here? I, that is one of my markets that I haven't tapped into yet. But uh, with the help of you guys, especially. Oh yeah. You know, you can get me out there. But the crazy part with all of this shit going on, I, I never would imagine that the world would get shut down. And I know, man. Locked the fuck out. Like you can't even you can pretty much catch a flight somewhere, but your ass ain't getting back. So yeah, like, <laughs> true. It's like a trip to nowhere. Like, I hope you got a place to stay. Like, I can't even go to DR right now and, and like go talk to the factory because they're home. They're stuck. And nothing is fucking shipping. What I mean, like nothing, I mean nothing is shipping oh, out. Man. So the crazy part is I, w- I was telling my uh, my other people in the factory, I'm like, hey, man, the first person to go is going to win this shit. When they say it's, everything is a go, it's going to be like a fucking like, race. Uh, it's going to be like Black Friday for like a month. Oh, a big time. Shit. A Black Friday in Walmart or no, should I say Best Buy. You know, when they got that one TV and everybody fucking wants it. Yeah, that one. Well, dude, uh, this is actually perfect then because, you know, uh, we're actually starting a new segment here on this podcast. And like I said, we talked to the sommelier already. We already spoke to a mayor. We're speaking to a couple other mayors. And uh, one of the big things, we want to hit up local cigar lounges and stuff and cigar bars here in town. Uh, So, dude, we're definitely going to be the hookup. You're a real chill dude that we could just tell from your profile, you know, and we're like, oh, he seems like a cool dude, you know. So I think it'd be a fun, uh, fun way to get to learn about cigars and uh, just get our feet wet. And, uh, And it seems like everything we do there's like there's like a sign behind it like oh this was good so dude we'd be happy to help you out and uh get you out here in yeah. az 
I, I appreciate it. Yes, let me address, and I'll you know I'll send you guys a couple of samples and let you get started. And uh, yeah, because I all my thing is like, hey, you can't promote what you don't like. It's so, true, man. That's super true. Um, I would love to you know. dapple in it. Yeah, and nor yeah. would we ever like we wouldn't advocate for something if we didn't like it. So yeah, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, exactly. Like, how can you sell it if you don't like it yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, you can't tell nobody about it. Like, why do you like it? Oh, he just gave it to us. Like, what the fuck is that? You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he made me laugh. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know, like exactly right. Because that's when I ask people all the time, like, why do you like this cigar? Because I like it. I did have another question though, real quick, Chris. Yeah, what? Sure, sure. How should I intake the cigar? How should I actually smoke it? Like, I'm just a basic dude, man. So. I, I, I use the tech, I use the, the things like when you do mouthwash, you just take it in your mouth, swish it around, even wine before you first do it. Take you never swallow mouthwash, right? At least I don't. I never. No, nope, definitely you. not. So it's the same type thing. You're cutting your throat off from anything going down, and you're just actually having all the nuances in your mouth, and you just puff it back out. And all of that, all the smoke is actually on your palate, and that's mm. it. So you get like as much that. as you can in, let it swirl in your mouth. Some people do a puff out, you know, puff out to kind of clean out what they have in their mouth, and then they keep the last one in and just puff it out. Some people do retrohale when they actually do any. Do you do, you do guys do hookah or anything like that? Back in the day, <laughs> we were the hookah boys. Right. Like in high school, when we shouldn't have had a hookah, we were the <laughs> right, that would, like, right. hookah to the party. Right. So it's it's sense when you can just puff it through your nose. Now, if you if you retrohale it. You will catch every type of uh, um, note that the cigar can almost give you through the natural filters of your nose. But you know, if you if you can't do it, it's not it's not necessary. But when you say retro, is, when you say retro inhale, are you talking like a French inhale? When, you know, where you're like blowing it out and you're like smelling it back into your nose. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, and it comes out through your nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We I just called that a French inhale. That's how I heard okay, it out yeah. here. I mean, granted, they okay. were smoking weed, but <laughs> yes, same process, exactly. But it's not yeah. going down into your. People say, "Oh, the cigar is, uh, it doesn't inhale." But you, because so, yeah, I was gonna say, I know I've done that with my cigars, and I like you said, it it's uh, it's not it doesn't burn as much as you would think, and you really do get to kind of taste it. Like I really enjoyed it. That's how I would do it every time. I didn't I didn't realize it was called retro uh, retro yeah, inhale. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it all the time. I would say do it maybe four times if you're smoking a stick. Like some people would do it like every three times they puff, they retrohale the rest of it out. There's no need to do that. If you just smoke something for the first time, um, you would do it more so than you would your normal cigar because that's what you're when you retrohale it. That's what you're really trying to say. Okay, what is this cigar going to do? So you retrohale it for the first time because you haven't smoked it before, like, oh, okay. Now I get the strength of it. And then you just smoke it normal after that. That's it. Okay, dude, I like that. Well, man, uh, is there any last things you want to say? Maybe to, like, so we are a podcast that kind of reaches out to uh, to guys specifically too, to just like kind of, you know, it's a positive, just be better today than you were yesterday. Anything you got you want to add to that? Well, as I say, you know, because of our great leader, that we have up there in the uh, big old house of white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me again, and we all ashamed. 
So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'll just, just again, you know, uh, Carolina Blue, we're, we're just a small cigar uh, manufacturer that we're trying to give you a great experience. And we hope that we get support, you know, all over the United States if we can, if we don't. But uh, we, we're out for the best customer service that we can give you. And if you do try our product, we guarantee you that you will come back and get another. And if you don't like it, tell a friend. Maybe they'll like it. Mm, I like that. And where can people find you? At info. Wait, ooh, I shouldn't say at. Info at carolinabluecigars.com. And, I, mm. and it always comes up to my... Uh, my personal email after that. So either me or my marketing person will always answer you back. So it's usually me. Or if you can't find me, if you don't want to email me, you can find me on all the social media um, platforms. Instagram is Carolina Blue Cigars, as well as Facebook, as well as Twitter. I haven't done TikTok yet because I'm like, why the fuck am I want to do some TikTok? Yeah, we don't um, have TikTok either. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a TikTok. So it's mostly like, you know, Facebook, Instagram. I'm always, you know, we're always posting on Instagram, so you can send me a, a DM, and you and I'll definitely get back to you right away, like you guys did. You know, I was gonna say uh, for all you listeners, yeah. I can speak a testament to that. As soon as I messaged Chris, he responded very, very timely, and uh, he was all about it. So I definitely say you should check him out. Check out his Instagram. Check out his website, and uh, try his product. Yeah, try it, and uh, let me know how you feel. And if I get enough people that love it, I definitely travel to where people want me to come. So I love jumping on the plane nice. um, and traveling and promoting the product. And yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of lot more getting out there. So you're going to hear a lot of the Carolina Blue brand in the next, you know, whenever this fucking visitor takes her ass home, you know. <laughs> Corona. <laughs> yeah, Corona. So she got to get the fuck up out of here. You know? Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I love it, man. Well, yeah, this is Anthony here, man. Chris, it was great talking with you, man. Yes, hey, man, yes I really I, enjoyed I it. loved it. Yeah, let's do this again sometime, man. Yeah, brother. Uh, we'll be reaching out, and uh, I'll email you this episode as well. But once we do post it, I'll let you know. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Podbean. Uh, but thanks again, Chris. I really appreciate this. I uh, appreciate it, too. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. You take care, All right. brother. All right. You too.